1: Good
2: afternoon, everyone. Good evening. This is your call to worship for the second Saturday of December. It's December the 9th. I want to welcome you and bring you greetings on behalf of our pastor, Reverend Dr. Millicent Black. Welcome to Refuge from the Storm our conference called Church, and we are a ministry of hope, encouragement, and purpose. Again, we thank you for being here this Saturday, and we are grateful that you're taking the time with worship to worship the Lord with us. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Today, our serving team will consist of Reverend Millicent Black, who will lead us in our invitation, no, excuse me, Reverend Millicent Black. Minister Winita Purdy will be the preacher of the hour. Elder Carolyn Cunningham will serve as our worship leader. Sister Cassandra Lewis will again act as our talk show manager and music coordinator. Sister Helena Thompson will offer our altar prayer. Sister Elka Morris will lead us in an opening hymn Sister Kim Straub will participate by giving us an Advent reading, and she will lead us in our invitation to discipleship. Some announcements for you, please. Don't forget our Wednesday night small group study entitled The Red Sea Rule. We're at rule number seven, and it's entitled Envision God's enveloping presence. And our focal scriptures will be from Exodus, the 14th chapter, the 19th through 20th verses, which read the angel of the Lord who went before the camp of Israel, moved and went behind them. And the pillar of cloud went from before them and stood behind them. So it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. Thus it was a cloud and darkness to the one, and it gave light by night to the other, so that the one did not come near the other all that night. So that's the Red Sea Rule number seven, envision God's enveloping presence.
3: Sister Juanita Purdy
2: would like me to remind you of the upcoming Prayer and Praise 10-Hour Marathon, and she's entitled it The Atomic Praise and Prayer 10-Hour Marathon. Now she's asking that uh, some of you and all of you, please volunteer to host at least an hour, or, um, and if you're not able to do an hour, please uh, contact her and let her know what you would be able to do to uh, make this particular event successful as we um, offer up our praises to the Lord. Now that's on December the 19th. We'll start at 6 a.m. and we'll go through 4 p.m. And that will be the Atomic Prayer and Praise 10 Hour Marathon. Please check your newsletter for Minister Juanita Purdy's email address. And either uh, Minister Juanita or Pastor Black may mention more uh, toward the end of service. Our Christmas Eve candlelight service will take place on Sunday, December the 24th. Pastor Black is also asking for volunteers to serve on the worship uh, serving team for that particular evening. Elder Carolyn Cunningham will give leadership to that service. So please contact her and offer up your service for that particular uh, evening. Her email address for contact is in the newsletter, so please check that. And and please, please, please uh, participate in these two events, the Atomic Praise and Prayer 10-Hour Marathon, December the 19th, to be followed by the Christmas Eve Candlelight Service, Sunday, December the 24th. Just to be to remind you of things to put on your prayer list, don't forget that this month our focus for prayer is in the area of healing, health, and wellness, that's spiritual, physical, and emotional. Please uh, include this in your daily prayer time for yourself and your family and your friends. Uh, in third John, it says, "Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health, just as your soul prospers." So please uh, include this in your prayer time. Continue to pray for Pastor Black and her immediate family, and for uh, the continued um, health issues or concerns that may um, be with Pastor Black, and. Um, we want a complete healing for her and her mom. We ask you to lift up the entire Refuge from the Storm Church, all our members, those that listen in, some that listen in as, as guests. Uh, we pray for the growth of the church, both spiritually and numerically. And don't please don't forget TIs around the world. Uh, who are in the same situation as we are. Some are believers and some aren't, but please pray for all of us and include all of the advocacy groups and their leaders in your prayers. That concludes our announcements for the evening. Thanks for your attention. And if all of our hearts and minds are cleared and ready for worship, Sister Elka will lead us in an opening hymn to be followed by Elder Carolyn Tunningham, our worship leader.
1: I'm singing um, Great Is Thy Faithfulness. As you'll all probably sing it along with me um, in your hearts or quietly to yourselves. Great is thy faithfulness, O God my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not, thy compassions they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever wilt be. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Summer and winter and time and harvest sun, moon and stars in their courses above join with all nature in manifold witness to thy great faithfulness mercy and love great is thy faithfulness and for sin and a peace that endureth. Thou own dear presence to cheer and to guide. Strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. Blessings all mine with ten thousand beside. And I want to um, um, read here. Uh, This is what I have above my sink when I wash dishes. But let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy because thou defendest them. Let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. For thou, Lord, wilt bless the righteous. With favor wilt thou compass him as with a shield. And that's Psalm 5 and uh, 11 and 12. So,
3: amen. And, uh, amen. Amen. The scripture today is taken from the
4: book of Isaiah, chapter 40, verses 1 through 11. Comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her, that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, for she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight, and the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed." And all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. The voice said, Cry out. And he said, What shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all its loveliness is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades, because the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. O Zion, you who bring good tidings, get up into the high mountain. O Jerusalem, you who bring good tidings, lift up your voice with strength. Lift it up. Be not afraid. Say to the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Behold, the Lord God shall come with a strong hand, and his arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his work before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and gently lead those who are with young. Amen. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this special time of Advent before Christmas, preparing our hearts and minds for the coming of your Son, Jesus. Thank you for the comfort you are providing for us through the Refuge from Storm Church by giving us a safe place to fellowship and worship you. Please forgive us when we forget the blessings you provide for us and remind us that you are always with us. Thank you, O Holy One, for the comfort and support you give us through others, through the participants of this church, as well as through those in our community of other sufferers enduring this evil torture. You give us joy, comfort, smiles, and so many other gifts through our difficulties on this path. Your word, the encouraging words of others, prayers, the sharing of helpful information, stories, and much more. Thank you, Lord, for sending them to us. Help us to know that these gifts come from you as you are the source of all goodness, grace, mercy, and abundance. Teach us to give to others more than we receive, especially during this holy time. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Now we'll have a praise song, followed by the altar prayer, which Sister Helena will deliver to us. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.
5: No, choose somebody else, and you could have chosen someone else. She didn't. So we lift her up to you today again and every day, Father, and ask you to just cover her with your precious blood from head to toe, her home, her body, mind, and spirit, her family. Just pray, Father, that you take care of all of her needs, Lord, financially, Spiritually, whatever she brings before you, Father, I pray that you hear her earnest prayers. Give her the strength every day physically and emotionally and physically to do all that she does for us and for others, Lord, that we don't even know about, but you do. See the cries of our hearts. You know the prayers and that we are all holding individually right now, Father, and I just pray that you would take them all and gather them one by one
3: and hold them for us.
5: Sometimes we just need you to hold us. We ask you to just bring us through the storms of our lives. And we thank you for this precious season, Lord. Help us to not forget that even in the midst of our storms, remember truly the reason for this season, Father. Thank you, Lord, that you died for our strengths and that we have a place to go when we have our wants, our needs, our desires. Lord, even our hurts, our pains, Father. Thank you, Lord, that there, you are there through, uh, with us through all of it, Lord, the good and the bad. Help us to remember the good in the midst of the bad, Lord. Help us to rejoice this season and remember that you came for us, Lord. You are the holiest of all holies, and we praise you, and we praise you, Father God. Never turn a blind eye to us or a deaf ear, that you're always there day and night whenever we call on you. Hear us today, we pray, and we just give everything that is about to happen or already has. We just set are at the feet of your cross, Father. And oh, we ask you to bless everything, your word, every song, everything that has been given to you today. And we thank you, Father, in advance for the unanswered prayers and the ones you already have. In Jesus' name, amen.
4: Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sister Mm -hmm. Alina. Amen. Now now we'll have the um, Advent reading for this week by Sister Kim Straub that will be followed by a praise song.
6: God gives all good things, Psalms 127, 1 through 2. Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain, unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain in vain. you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat and for for He grants to those he loves James 1 17 every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the I'm sorry, a father of the heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows often we feel like everybody else is getting ahead Getting what what they want or worse, getting what we want. But God's gift for you will come at just the right time. If you're truly waiting on God, you won't miss anything. When you walk with God excuse me, you always arrive on time.
3: Amen. Hold on. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, God is
6: the giver of life and breath, and with these, God gives to every creature what they need a tiny sparrow does not fall from the sky without him noticing and he clothes the hillside with an array of beauty and vibrant color you are his beloved his son or daughter by faith in Christ trust your perfect father's heart He will give you exactly what you need. And as you seek him, he will even give you the desires of your heart. Meditation. Of the Father's love begotten. Of the Father's love begotten, ere the world began to be, he is Alpha and Omega. He's the source and the ending he of the things that are that have been in that future year shall see evermore and evermore oh that birth forever blessed when the virgin full of grace by the holy ghost conceiving or the savior of our race and the babe the world's redeemer first revealed his sacred face evermore and evermore. This is he whom seers in old time chanted of with one accord, whom the voices of the prophets promised and their faithful word, N- knew he shined the long expected. Let creation praise its Lord evermore and evermore. Amen. Thank you, I, Mr. Kim. You're welcome. Now we'll
3: have a
4: now we'll have a, a praise song and that will be followed by our weekly message. Today it will be presented by uh Minister Juanita.
7: Behind the child of life, everything has changed Since the blood, since the blood Since the blood All the blood, everything has changed. Since the 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 blood. Sense the blood.
8: and the name of that song is But the Blood, But the Blood. Um, one thing he said in that song is, everything has changed but the blood, but
3: the blood. It will never lose its power. It will never lose its power. And
8: so today I'm here to encourage you encourage
3: you about the power of the blood of Jesus. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you that in most of our lives
8: who are on this call today, much has changed. Almost everything has changed. But we know that you never change. And the blood of Jesus will never change because it will never lose its power. And so, Father God, we ask you today, in the midst of all that is happening around us, to open our eyes, enlighten us to the power and the authority that is in the blood of Jesus. You said that you would never leave us nor forsake us, and we know that you are always with us, and you have empowered us. And, Father God, I ask you today that we gain deeper revelation and understanding of that empowerment. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. That song says. You are never alone, and you aren't.
3: God has so empowered us as his children. And if I would encourage you in any way is to
8: learn all you can about that authority and that power that you have as a child of God. First of all, given honor where honor is due, I am always, and I say this every time because I mean it from the bottom of my heart, I am always delighted, always delighted to be able to share just a tidbit of knowledge that God has poured into me. And um, there is so much more. God is a big God. He's an awesome God. And the more I learn about him, the more, you know, it just becomes so fascinating. Um, it, it, it 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 literally boggles my mind of his greatness. And so I just bless the Lord for being able to um, come and share with you today. And I know that it's possible because of the heart of Pastor Millicent and i just want to thank her and i thank god for her because she allows me to do this and so it's an honor and a privilege um to be able to um stand in her stead i know that there are big steps that i have to fill so um i pray that i can do just a just a little bit of what she's able to do so I bless the Lord. Um, we are talking about the authority and the power that we have as as children of the Most High, and um, we've been I've been on this subject for a while, and I'm I just bless the Lord that I can because it just helps me to consolidate my writing and you know put it together so maybe one day it'll be a book but in any case um there is it's much more than you know a one part two part three part sermon it's a lifestyle it is a lifestyle and as we move in the these changes that are happening all around us These are principles, and 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 um, they're they're just things that you want to adapt, adopt as part of your lifestyle. And so, of course, um, just going back a little bit on where we were, we. We're talking about um, the the power and the authority that we have as children of God um, to allow us to overcome. First of all, you know, we're overcomers. We're, the word tells us that we are overcomers, that we are to be overcomers because he's an overcomer. And there are many things that we have to overcome. Okay, it's not just, you know, the the overcoming power of sin. We have that. We have to overcome that. We have to overcome, you know, the flesh. We have to overcome temptation. We have to overcome, you know, this worldly system. We have to um, overcome, you know, evil that tries to, you know, rear its head and act against us. There is much that we have to overcome sometimes we have to overcome our own emotional turmoil but we have to overcome it and because God knows that you know he has empowered us to do that to to overcome you know he equipped us he equipped us with a much much um power to do it and in seeking him we understand that we are able to overcome, one, through his word because his word is powerful and we know that it endures forever. We also have uh, the Holy Spirit that uh, uh, lives within us. We know, of course, in addition to having God as our father, I mean, that's the main thing. Um, but he's given us the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us and give us counsel, give us comfort, you know, and the such. And then we have um the name of Jesus and I, I talked about that um the the last time I spoke. And today we are going to talk about the blood of Jesus. Um and so, as we focus on the blood of Jesus, I want us to
3: um turn to uh exodus exodus the twelfth chapter And we are going to read down to um About the 13th verse. Well, actually the 14th verse. So, um, very powerful. And
8: I'm going to read it all, you know, first. And then I am going to go back and do some explanations of it. So much of what we're going to do, we're going to be in... Exodus the twelfth chapter, now, of course, you know this is uh most of of you all should be familiar with Exodus because of course, um the Wednesday night Bible study has been focusing on this this area of the deliverance of the children of Israel, so um the twelfth chapter. It reads, the Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt. So they were still in Egypt at the time God spoke this to them. And he said, this month shall be for you the beginning of months, and it shall be the first month of the year for you. Tell all the congregation of Israel that on the tenth day of this month, every man shall take a lamb according to their father's houses, a lamb for a household, and if the household is too small for a lamb, then he and his nearest neighbor shall take according to the number of persons, according to which each can eat. You shall make your count for the lamb, and your lamb should be without blemish, a male, a year old, and you make it from the. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats, and you shall keep it. Until the fourteenth day of the month, when the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill their lambs at twilight. Then they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and the lintel of the houses in which they eat. And they shall eat the flesh that night, roasted on the fire with unleavened bread and bitter herbs, they shall eat it. Do not eat any of its raw, any of it raw or boiled in water, but roasted. Its head with its leg and its inner part, and you shall let no none of it remain until the morning. Anything that remains until the morning, you shall burn. In this manner, you shall eat it, with your belt fastened, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. And you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt that night. And I will strike all the firstborns in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And on all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. The blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and no plague will befall you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. This day shall be for you a memorial day, and you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord. Throughout your generations, as a statute forever, you shall keep it as a feast. So. Going back, there's—I mean, there's a lot of information in that, and I'm telling you, it it, it would take a series of sermons to really go into um, what the, those scriptures are saying to you. However, there are some very important points that can be made from those scriptures in. I'm going to briefly make those points so you will understand um, the the power that is in the blood. Um, first of all, you will see three things that is contained in those scriptures. You will find that the blood um, allows for uh, or mark them. To be set aside for salvation, meaning that they were not going to be destroyed in the midst of of, of that that flag that in that Passover that God was about to do to the children of uh, Egypt, the people of Egypt. They were also delivered in that time
3: and then also okay so the devil <laughs> um there was forgiveness there was deliverance
8: and there was protection and the same power that um is contained in now this was a lamb but this was the foreshadow of the Lamb of God, which was slain for the world. And so if a lamb, an animal, had the the power to, to be able to stop the devourer, how much more the power in the blood of Jesus can stop the devourer in your life? So let's look at um, what this, these scriptures are saying to us. Well, he's telling this to Moses, they're still in the land of Egypt. So God is telling to Mo, saying to Moses and Aaron, I'm about to usher in a new beginning for you. He told them that this shall be the beginning of month, so that he was starting a new year for them. That was the start of their new year. So he's ushering in a new year. Well, when we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior, all, all things are passed away. All things become new. So now we have a new start in life. Now we have a, a, a new beginning. We, the old slate is cleaned up. It's, 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 uh, everything has been clean. It's been washed clean. And so God is saying, you can start over. You can start new. It's new for you. And so, of course, as we go on and we read that, now we, they're in a, 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 a actually a better position. It's a different position, but it's a better position. And he tells them that in order to usher in, Of course, you're what I'm about to do. And he wants them to be able to flow through what he's about to do in the land of Egypt. He said to them, he was starting to prepare them even before he did it. And he said, "Take, take this lamb and make sure you've already set this lamb aside. Now, we know that Jesus was set aside from the beginning of the world. For such the time that God had planned and purposed for him to die on our behalf so that we can be reconnected to him. So that we can 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 be our our, our presence can be back into communion with God. In his presence. We were separated from him. And God wanted us back. And so he prepared the lamb way before time. And he's telling them in this story to prepare the lamb because there is going to come a time where I'm going to send the, the devourer out. And so in obedience, of course, they prepared the lamb. And he even, you know, t- he, he told them in this, he said, every man according to his father's house. So God didn't want anybody left out. And just like now, he want everybody to be saved. He doesn't want anybody to be left out. Loneliness should not even be an issue in our life. And if we know of someone that is lonely, then we are to be the, 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 the friend that sticks closer than a brother. So he says to them, if your, if your household is too small, then go to your nearest neighbor. Most of us, me included, don't even know our neighbors and have very little dealings with them. But, and remember now the." A lot of people would say, well, this was a small, you know, community. No, 600,000 moved out of Egypt. That um, uh, the, the ancestry of Abraham had grown massive out of those 12 that came out of the womb of Israel. They had grown into a massive nation. So there were 600,000, or reported at least 600,000, that were moved out of Egypt. So we can't say that it was by a small feat, because there were many, many of them. But there was such a sense of responsibility for our brother, for their brother, that That was not too much to ask. And so, of course, he said that um, you go to your nearest neighbor and you kill a lamb on behalf of how much you are able to eat or how many that would be in that household. So take, he, he was telling them to treat your neighbor just like you would a brother. They will be accounted just like a member of the family. And he went on, and, and the scripture went on to say that your lamb. This is verse six. This uh, it says your lamb shall be without blemish, a male a year old. And of course, we knew, we know, without a doubt, that. Jesus was without sin. He, of course, was the firstborn of God. And so, of course, we know that that represents um, and foreshadows Jesus as the Lamb of God. And they go on, he go on to say, um, you shall keep it until the fourth day of the month when the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill their lambs at twilight. Now, um, this of course foreshadows the Passover in which uh, Jesus, as after he entered into Jerusalem. um, And of course, I, I really I'm not going to speak too much on that because I didn't too didn't study up too much on it. But from the tenth day to the fourteenth day, that foreshadows the time, and of course where Jesus was, of course crucified, dead and, and buried, and then rose again. And it says, um, and then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel. Shall kill their lamb at twilight now, of course, um go on to seven, then he they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts in the lintel of the houses in which they shall eat, and they shall eat the flesh that night, roast it on fire, okay, so now we have the whole congregation of israel who per household they have taken this lamb and they have killed it which this in itself um really changed once the the institution of the tabernacle uh, was put in place they didn't. After after the tabernacle was instituted, the the congregation itself did not kill the lamb. They took the lamb to the priest, and the priest was responsible for this. But if you look at this, this also this also foreshadows the time that we're in now, because the congregation or the people themselves. Um, as the lamb is slain, they themselves now are acting as the priests of their household, so now, through Jesus Christ we don't have Jesus Christ is the mediator we don't have to mediate our salvation through a priest. we mediate our salvation through Jesus Christ, so even as they killed their own lamb and they ate it themselves we now can go through to God through Jesus Christ the lamb of God that was slain on our behalf and so of course um it tells us that they were also required or instructed to take the blood and put it between the doorposts and the lintels of the house. Now, you think about this. Um, what they were supposed to do was take the blood, and they would put it on the two side doorposts. We know that there are four four parts to the door: the two sides, and the the top and the bottom. So, of course, they took the blood, and they they put it on the two sides, the top and the bottom. So they covered the entrance to their abode, where they lived, their dwelling. They covered the entrance of their dwelling with the blood of Jesus. Uh, well, we cover our entrance with the blood. They covered it with the lamb. But we have now Jesus Christ as the lamb to cover the entrance of uh, the door. But And I'm not saying that, you know, we're not talking about, okay, the doorposts of the house we take. But we know that the blood of Jesus is through our faith now. And it's through our words that we proclaim our faith. And so it's through our words that we are able to proclaim the blood of Jesus. So um, if I want to give you kind of a historical, um, a a bit of history about this whole uh, putting the, the blood on the doorpost. What happened is the, the children of Israel, um, as they were, when they moved, um, remember we the long story, make it short, Joseph, you know, was put second command under the Pharaoh, and, you know, because he was sold into slavery by his brothers who hated him, and he saved the Egyptians. And, of course, his brothers were sent to Egypt because there was a famine in Israel. And so Joseph brought his family into Egypt where, you know, they settled right outside of Egypt. And um, they stayed there. And they prospered. And they grew. And they you know, became fruitful, and they multiplied until the pharaoh, Joseph died eventually, and the new pharaoh came in, and, of course, he had no, no covenant or no relationship with any of them, and so, of course, they became slaves. Well, God had already told Abraham that that was going to happen. He said they were going to be in bondage for 400 years. That shows you the power and the sovereignty of God. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it really, to me, it says that, okay, now God has foreseen this from the beginning of time. So this little span of my life, I know he's already foreseen it. I know he's already got the solution for it. I know he's already got the plan for it. So why don't I just take my ideas and just kind of put them aside and let's seek God on what his take is of this so that, you know, I don't beat myself up over something that God has already gotten the solution for. So of course, um, the, these, the children of Israel now became slaves to the Egyptians and they were adopting the um, Egyptians culture. Well, in the Egyptian culture, there were things that were important. They had a lot of rituals and things like that. Well, one of the things that was important to an Egyptian was their name. Their name was really important. And if, your name was eliminated, it meant that you would be eliminated out of eternity. You wouldn't live forever. And that was their whole point. They were trying to, Egyptians were trying to go into the afterlife to live forever. They were going to take all their royalty and everything else with them into the afterlife. So if your name was scratched out, that meant that um, you were gone. You were, you were, you were sent into oblivion and you would not live forever. So of course Egyptians would write their name on stones um because they knew that it would be hard to etch out. You could it would be very difficult to etch out something um that is written in stone. And so um the the Israelites because they were slaves they adopted a lot of the egyptians um customs And so, of course, God had to, you know, cleanse them of all of, you know, these customs and rituals and ideas and traditions that they had picked up as being slaves for the Egyptians. Well, one of the things that they did was because they believed, as the Egyptians believed, that if your name is wiped out of something, then that means that you would not live forever. Well, so they would etch their names on the stones, their houses. They they were nomadic, but then they learned how to build houses, and so they built houses, and they would use stones as their doorposts. And what they would do is they would etch their names, and the doorposts and hit- and archaeologists have found many many doorposts because they were made in stones they have found many doorposts with um the names of of uh the the Israelites etched in them because so they believed that, and so part and i God is so awesome and he's so amazing in how he he teaches us and in, and in, and in, how he is able to demonstrate his multi-purpose, you know, for all of us. It's just amazing because when he said to them to take the blood and and, and put it over the doorpost, he could have told them to put the blood anywhere but he put it over the doorpost because they knew that their name on that doorpost was hinged on their eternity. And so putting the blood over the doorpost helped them to understand that the blood is what is hinging their eternity. It is likewise now it's the blood of Jesus. That washes away our sins. So, of course, that's our forgiveness. Is he? He washes us clean, and, and enables us now to be reconnected with our eternal Father, so that our names now are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Our names are written in eternity. So he told them to write the name on the doorpost. And then he went on and said um, to them that he was going to pass through the land. So we said that it was forgiveness. That was the first um, uh, uh, power that we have in the blood of Jesus uh, is our forgiveness. Well, The second thing that's contained, we talked about, was their deliverance. And if you look at uh, the next scripture, he's telling them that you are to eat the flesh. Um, Eat the flesh. And he also said, eat the unleavened bread. And he told them to not allow any of it to remain in the morning so there's a lot to be said in that but um that also is talking or making reference to their provision but Jesus told us he told his disciples in in his word that you know in order to be a part of him you have to eat his flesh that he was make, making reference to this point in um where this was being instituted with the children of Israel and then he told them that um in all of that he said that uh 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 that you have to drink From the blood. So they do. Now, we know that we don't do that literally. As a matter of fact, if you go back and you read some of the dietary laws of the the children of Israel, they were supposed to make sure that, you know, they didn't, you know, drink the blood and they did not, you know, eat things that had blood in it so we know that this is a spiritual symbolism that god has given us access to use the blood for our daily needs our daily situations he said that you're you're not supposed to um you don't put it aside he said whatever you don't eat of He is our daily bread. Did he not say that he is our daily bread? So whatever we need for the day is already contained. It's already been done. It's already been taken care of. And we're not supposed to be trying to hold on to these things just in case. Just in case I don't have enough, I'm going to hold on to this. No, we have to trust God. That's how we help part of Him when we can put our faith in action and know that God is is, is true and faithful to His promises. If we look at it, um, another this is also uh, reaffirmed in Hebrews the tenth chapter, and the nineteenth through the twenty third verse. And I'm gonna get to that in. Uh, uh, after I finished this, you know, explanation, but we can trust God for our daily substance. We can trust him. But he told them to be ready. He said, in manner, you're going to eat this. But he said, be ready because, you know, in a moment's notice, I'm going to, you. you're going to get your deliverance. He told them, he said that he was going to pass through Egypt, and because you have the blood over the doorpost, you're going to be protected. That blood was to protect them when he passed through Egypt and he execute his judgment over the Egyptians and all of the, the sin issues that was going on. He said, you will be protected. He said, because it's going to be a sign. As I look upon the blood, I'm going to pass over you. And I just thank God that he's still looking upon the blood of Jesus. And all of those those issues that, you know, can be contained out there in this crazy world, God is faithful as we Know that we, it is through the blood we're applying the spiritual blood of Jesus over our lives, over the doorpost of our hearts, over our our families, our neighbors, over whatever is 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 contained or given to us as a resource. So as they were, moved, as they had to prepare themselves because God was about to come on the scene and He was fixing to shake some things up, and when He did that, um, that moment. The the it the Israelite Pharaoh was like get them out of here get them out of here get them out of here. Their deliverance came through the act that God did and protected them in the
3: midst of it. God is doing no less today. The blood is still powerful. The blood will never change.
8: Now we have a greater, much better blood. We don't have to worry about a a lamb, but the lamb of God that was slain for once and for all, that blood is still able to protect us, forgive us, and deliver us. Hebrews ten, the nineteenth chapter through the twenty-first verse, is a call for us to persevere in our faith. Now, he he told the cho- children of Israel, he said, "You you remember this day," and he required them to keep a fast called the Passover throughout the generations and did not Jesus participate in the fast Passover and he became the Passover lamb. And he said that it would be a memorial to you for generations. So we fast forward to Hebrew 10 and it tells us in 19, it says, therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus. We're going through the blood. We just really don't want to go. You can't go any other way except through the blood of Jesus. 20, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain. Curtain, that is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, we don't have to use man as a mediator for us anymore. Jesus is, our, Jesus is now the mediator for us, a perfect mediator. It says in 22, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance Have that great confidence that faith brings, our faith in God, our faith in God, our faith in God, our faith is in God. It's in God. Can't be in anything but God. If God leads you in one or another direction or to do this or do that, then it's okay. He he had that in the plan. But our faith is in God. Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings. Having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience. Having our body washed with pure water. We know that as Jesus was on that cross and he hung there and died for us. We know that the soldier came and pierced them in his side. And when he did, the water and the blood spilled on the ground, meaning that that blood now covers us. That blood now cover those on earth who accepts it. And it says that our bodies wash with pure water let us hold unswervingly, unswervingly, be steadfast, unshakable, unmovable, and abounding in all that God has for you, all of the works. It, it, when they talk about work, it's not just about we have to understand that our life here on earth is a work for God. And he tells us to be fruitful and multiply and take dominion. So everything we do, bearing children is a work for the Lord. It's part of the command that he gave us. And so in us bearing our children, we have a responsibility to protect our children. How do we do it? We don't have the power, but we know the God that does. And so we use the resources that he has given us, the blood of Jesus being one that that is that have protection contained within it. It has deliverance contained within it. It has forgiveness contained within it. And so we use the power that's in the blood to do those things because we know we can. So we are unshakable, unmovable, and we're holding on to the hope that we profess for he who promised is faithful. God is faithful in his word. He is faithful in his doing. And if he can set this world in motion, see how we were going to falter but still have a plan, told us about it 2,000 years before he did it, oh, my goodness, what is this little short span that I have that that I don't think that he can handle? I have to change my mind. I have to change my thought process. And I have to know that God is bigger. He's stronger. He's smarter. And he is able. So I encourage you today. Use the blood. It was given. It was shared for you. It was shared for you. And the power that... What's
3: contained, that is contained in it, it's never going to go away. So we need to use it. We need to use it.
8: I hope that you are encouraged and empowered because God has so much from the day that you are born until the day he takes us out of here. He has an abundant life for you. He has an abundant life for you. He wants each and every one of us to walk in that. So I hope that you're encouraged and empowered a little more to plead the blood of
3: Jesus. Plead the blood. It's been shared for you, and it's there. So plead it. Amen.
7: On your left to die We're just the often awesome Criticized behind the child of life There is power Power wonder working power In the world
6: Service where we will offer the invitation to discipleship. If you are on the call tonight and you desire to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, please remember, Jesus loves you. He is in the healing business for those who are lonely, brokenhearted, or at the end of their rope. Some steps to take on the road to salvation are, first, admit you can't save yourself from your sin. Two, be willing to repent, turn away from sin. Three, believe that Jesus Christ died for you and rose again. Four, in, invite Jesus into your heart and be to be your Lord and Savior. Pray this prayer of salvation. Dear God, I know I'm not able to save myself from sin. I know I am not where I want to be, and I want your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for my sins. Please wash me clean from all sin, shame, and guilt. Come into my life, Jesus, to be my Lord and Savior. I ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. you prayed this prayer, unite with uh, Refuge from the Storm Church for a Bible-based church in your local community and start reading the Bible. And you can email us at Mgrace321 gmail.com. mgrace 321 at gmail dot com. That's M G R A C E three two one at gmail dot com to become a member for prayer or for suggestions on how to start your journey through the Bible.
3: And thank you, Sister Kim. Now we'll have our final
4: worship song for the service today, followed by remarks and
3: benediction by our pastor, Reverend Nelson.
0: Thank you so much, Minister One Eighty Four. for a moving and challenging message and encouraging us to rely on the power that's in the blood of Jesus. We've uh, talked about the blood of Jesus, and we do indeed use the the, uh, blood of Jesus in our prayers and petitions, and I don't think we we do that enough. Um, Three Sundays ago, we talked possibly, y'all forgive me for I'm in in a place where there's not a lot of um there is noise in the background that I cannot control at the moment however um i challenge you all when you when you you know when you're going through when you are expecting things from God to uh have communion daily have communion with God remind him that you remember the power of the blood of Jesus it works, and, and it's so strengthening for us as we walk through our days of of uh, stress and distress and dis-ease. Thank you so much for those instructions on how to go through with the power of the blood of Jesus. I want to encourage you all to meet us on um, this next Wednesday night. Tuesday, Tuesday, night, Tuesday night is our... Um, emotional Wellness Support Group meeting as we go through the holidays together. Wednesday night is our Bible study. Next Saturday morning, we'll be back again for our prayer team meeting. And next Saturday afternoon, we will be meeting here again for our church service. We're going to look to the Lord to be dismissed, after which I'll ask um, Sister Cassandra, she will end the recording. And then we will have our prayer time for those of you who desire special prayer and ministry. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to be important before the presence of his goals with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. Um, Sister Cassandra, you can end the recording. And those of you who desire personal prayer, please stay on the line. And, Mr. Juanita, are you able to stay with us? I think she's hung
3: up. Okay. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you.